Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. On today's Smart 7, bad news for Boris, tragedy in Greece and lots more. It's Friday the 16th of June. It's National Fudge Day and happy birthday, Jurgen Klopp. The Partygate report was released on Thursday and as expected it was bad news for Boris Johnson. The 30,000 word report found the former PM did mislead Parliament over lockdown partying and that he was complicit in an intimidation campaign against the committee investigating him. It would have been enough to see him suspended from Parliament for 90 days, automatically triggering a by-election if he hadn't already called it quits and resigned last week. But there'll still need to be a vote on the report, and leader of the Commons, Penny Mordaunt, says that'll happen next week. These are difficult matters for the House. We have to look at the evidence, we have to look at the report, but we are talking about people who are friends and colleagues. It will be a painful process and a sad process for all of us. Reaction to the findings has been mixed. Labour Deputy Angela Rayner says Boris should have just come forward and apologised. Boris Johnson is not only a lawbreaker but a liar. He's not fit for public office and he's disgraced himself and continues to act like a you know, pound shot Trump in the way in which he tries to discredit anybody who criticises his actions. But Boris still has some supporters left. Former Brexit Minister Jacob Rees-Mogg was quick to come out to his best buddy's defence. I think their fundamental judgement is wrong because I don't think he deliberately misled Parliament. But I think the 90-day sanction shows more than perhaps the committee would like to show. And what about his past being revoked? Oh, it was trivial. So it's like switching off I... a child's Nintendo ten minutes early. Thursday's Partygate findings have called Boris's controversial honours list into question. It's customary for an outgoing Prime Minister to submit a list of recommendations to the House of Lords after their resignation, but eight of the names Boris submitted were removed by the House of Lords Appointment Commission. Now, following the publication of the Partygate report, there's calls for the list to be revoked altogether. This is Chris Bryant, who chairs the Privileges Committee. The resignation honours list is a list of some of the most discredited people in Britain today. They're the people who enabled all of this in Downing Street. They're the people who cheered him on and they shouldn't be going to the House of Lords with a job for life. Former Culture Secretary Nadine Doris was one notable absence from the list and she actually announced she'd be stepping down as an MP shortly before it was published. But now she said she'll hold off from resigning until Number 10 explains her lack of peerage. Fellow Tory MP Tobias Elwood says she should just go. It harms the party it's not good for the nation, it distracts the government. So please, send in your letter to the Chancellor. Make it clear that you're stepping back. Allow those by-elections all to take place on one day. As Ukraine makes more slow progress in its spring offensive, it's emerged that Ukrainian pilots have started training on F-16 fighter jets in Italy. That's according to NATO Secretary General Jens Stoltenberg. There's still been no agreement to deliver any jets, but with Russian nuclear missiles now rolling into Belarus, the stakes continue to rise on the conflict. 
Ukrainian MP Kira Rudik isn't worried. She says the nuclear posturing is just a show to benefit Russian President Putin. Uh, these attempts and these messages are to show the world that Putin does have some allies, that he is not alone and that there is some particular cooperation. Meanwhile, Thursday also saw the Australian Parliament introduce legislation to cancel Russia's lease to build a new embassy in Canberra following a long-running dispute. Australian Prime Minister Anthony Albanese. Today the government will introduce legislation to terminate the Russian Federation's lease for a proposed diplomatic presence just next to Parliament House. We anticipate this legislation will pass both the House of Representatives and the Senate this morning. This action follows the conclusion of long-running litigation regarding the site. Dozens of people have been confirmed dead and hundreds more are still missing after a fishing boat carrying migrants sank off southern Greece on Wednesday morning. It's thought the vessel which was travelling to Italy was carrying around 750 people, including 100 children who were travelling in the hold. Over 100 survivors have been rescued from the wreck, but it's likely to be one of the biggest tragedies ever recorded in the Mediterranean, and Greece has declared three days of national mourning in response. UN spokesperson Stefan Dujaric says EU countries need to start creating safer routes for migrants. This is yet another example of the need of member states to come together and create orderly safe pathways for people forced to flee and for comprehensive action to save lives at sea and reduce perilous journeys. Still to come on the Smart 7, the ashes get underway and Indiana Jones has his last hurrah. Right after this. Welcome back. The 2023 edition of The Ashes gets started at Edgbaston in Birmingham today. It'll be the 73rd time England and Australia have gone head-to-head in cricket's most popular test series. Australia are the current trophy holders and all-time Ashes leaders with 34 series wins compared to England's 32. But England captain Ben Stokes seems confident ahead of the first test. What we have done over the certainly the last year is show how we want to play. Um, obviously you get asked a lot if we're going to continue to play in this way against this opposition and I think we've sort of made it clear that this is just how England play their cricket against any opposition. The fifth and final instalment of the Indiana Jones franchise, The Dial of Destiny, had its Hollywood premiere at LA's Dolby Theatre on Wednesday night, and they certainly pulled out all the stops, with legendary composer John Williams taking to the stage with a live orchestra for a surprise performance ahead of the film. The movie will be released in the cinemas at the end of this month, and it's the last chance fans will get to see Harrison Ford in the iconic role. He says it's going to be strange to leave the character behind. I'm very grateful that we get to do this, and that we've rounded the corner and brought the character full circle and that's very important to me and I was very grateful to have the opportunity to make this film. Legendary British actor and politician Glenda Jackson passed away on Thursday at the age of 87. Born to a working-class family in Birkinghead in 1936, she won a scholarship to study at the Royal Academy of Dramatic Art. After a decade with the RSC, she got a big break in Ken Russell's Women in Love, winning the first of two Best Actress Academy Awards. She went on to become one of only 24 people to achieve the Triple Crown of Acting. But she never forgot her roots, announcing she was quitting acting to pursue a career in politics at the age of 56. She successfully stood as the Labour MP for Hampstead and Highgate, a role she held for more than 20 years. Here she is speaking about the impact of Thatcherism following Margaret Thatcher's death back in 2013. Rest in peace, Glenda. We were told that everything I had been taught to regard as a vice, and I still regard them as vices, under Thatcherism was in fact a virtue. Greed 
selfishness, no care for the weaker, sharp elbows, sharp knees. They were the way forward. You've been listening to The Smart 7. We'll be back tomorrow at 7 a.m. Hit that follow button and have a great day. Give us seven minutes and we'll give you the world.